Welcome everyone to the Most Listen Podcast, and that is Cleve and me, and we are bringing you the latest and greatest, and I'm all jacked up tonight because I'm still coming down, Mr. Cleve, from the highs of Friday Night Smackdown. Um, for those who know, uh, I talked about it a few times, I went to the show with Tampa Tones, who's on here, and then our buddy Tim Crowley, and we had floor seats by the ramp, opposite side of the um where they come out on the aisle and it was awesome because when the wrestlers would lose or come off they would go off by us and go to the back and actually uh, Cesaro gave Tim Crowley a fist bump Pat McAfee gave Tim Crowley a fist bump um, my brother got uh, caught a gift from Kofi Kingston and Kofi Kingston yeah then my brother tweeted the gift it was, it's like an empty wrap package but my brother collects the memorabilia so he was all about it and he tweeted it at Kofi and Kofi actually tweeted it back tweeted him back saying he's the black Santa Claus so uh, that was awesome and then I'm like I was standing there at the end oh they were um, so I don't want to ruin the match but in the second show we got two shows for one as well which is coming out this Friday so I can't talk about that show even though I've seen it all I'm not going to be giving away any but that's, that's not how we do business here but um, that is a good episode that's coming out this Friday um but at the end, Kofi Kingston throws me a bunch of gifts. Uh, and actually, Tim Crowley caught a shirt as well, but it was the wrong size, so he gave it to a kid, which is cool. And then I catch, at the very end of the show, the longest tenured referee now, I bet you, in WWE, Charles Robinson, was, and he's the long blonde hair guy. For those who don't know, he's he's been on SmackDown forever. And... It was just awesome because he he got I got his attention. He took a nice little picture. We were uh, he was chilling there. Took down his man. It was it was a good time. Um, he was a very nice guy about it. Xavier Woods was nice. He was taking pictures. Kofi, like I said, even Drew McIntyre was being the man. So it was just a great experience overall. Uh, Natalia, we even made a little like uh, she she was talking back and forth a little bit. So there were so many great interactions. Uh, my buddy even said after the Cesaro pound, um, he's like, dude, this guy's my new favorite wrestler because he actually came by twice Cesaro. And then I thought Jinder Mahal, he he was coming around. And you know how he was champion for what? A, a little stretch there, right? He probably had four to six months stretch right before I let Cleveland here. And he's, you know, playing it off injured at, you know, doing a good job of playing his role. And then my our buddy Tim goes, you're still my champion. And he broke his character and he goes, thanks, man. And he was like all pumped up about it. So like there were so many great things that happened. Um, the universe, the universe was great. The fireworks were loud and the superstars were really um, interactive. It just made it a great time. And on top of that, I got two shows for the price of one. So Cleveland, how the hell are we doing? And man, I, I wish you could have been there. Um, you know, I'm doing real good. I wish I could, but you know, my lady graduated uh, yep. Saturday. Congratulations. So congratulations to her. Um, I'm doing pretty good. It was a lot that happened on SmackDown. Raw, we finally saw the breakup of AJ and Amos. Uh, AJ Styles will be on NXT tonight, and we're two weeks away from day one. So we got quite a bit to talk about tonight. Also, go Cowboys. Hey, and go Colts. There we go. There we go. Um, Take down the nemesis, the heel, Bill Belichick. But anyways, back to wrestling. 
Um, so yeah, talking about breakups, let's talk about the biggest one. And that is not literally size wise, but figuratively in terms of story, Mr. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, we didn't know if we were getting Lesnar cause we got him twice before that. And Roman, they advertised for coming back. But at the beginning of the show, Paul Heyman's holding the title and Brock comes out first, wishes him the best of luck. And then Roman comes up pissed off, says, let's go to the ring. And the crowd was buzzing because we knew Brock was there. Uh, we knew Roman was pissed at Paul Heyman. And long story short, the Usos, Paul Heyman, and the Tribal Chief are out there. And... He fires Paul Heyman. He says, we can't be trusting you. You're out. And he pretends to walk away. Comes back. Bam. Superman punch. Knocks Paul Heyman out cold. And Mr. Brock Lesnar comes to the rescue. And F5's Roman Reigns. Not once, but twice. And it was all sugar and spice. I don't know what's going to. I don't know if they're going to end it here or have a round three at Mania, depending on Rock's availability. But either way, I love this story more and more as we go on. And on top of that, they do a good job of mixing in others as Sami Zayn, who I think it's reports are out that he also is going to be signing a new contract. So that's him and Kevin Owens, the WWE locked up smartly lately. And, uh, I don't know, you know, next week we'll give our full prediction, Mr. Cleave, with, with when we have other guests. We're going to be live on YouTube but for day one preview show. Next Tuesday is the plan with a few guests, including Tones and others. Looking forward to that. But Cleveland, the fire is definitely still there for me. Is it for you with this feud? Oh, most definitely, especially now with Heyman and Roman breaking apart. We've been talking about this for a while now, that ha that Heyman was the wild card in this feud between Brock and Roman. Um, I'm just sort of surprised that they sort of didn't say this for day one. I remember early I called that it would be Heyman that would turn on Roman, and I really never saw Roman turning on Heyman. So it was a good twist of things, but I think Heyman will probably play a big factor now into the day one pay-per-view, and him and Brock will get back together i think they are a dynamic duo together well and let's face it too paul Heyman's done some shady things going to back to SummerSlam with john cena um now with brock lesnar being back and then advocating for him on stage the last time in los angeles so there has been a lot going on there and at the end of the day paul Heyman can't help himself but loves saying the rating defending undisputed heavyweight and so on and so on i think he just loves it too much but this storyline is great and you know i saw a thing on twitter from busted open radio where um they mentioned that you know it's great because paul Heyman's heavily involved in the writing of this story and he he knows and he has not only trust from brock lesnar but roman reigns two of the biggest in the business so you can't do much better than that and that story just has a lot of power to it and I'm very interested to see how they go about day one because between the Usos and Paul Heyman, expect interference somewhere throughout that. Um, but, you know, keep it going. Great A stuff. We got one more week. Um, actually, two more episodes 
before the pay-per-view. So we will see how it fully unfolds. Um, in the women's division, uh, this Friday night, actually, we got a matchup between Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair for the title. Cleveland, is there any chance Tony Storm comes out of this with the title, even 1%? Uh, I can see a little shady finish to the match to let this go on to day one. Um, I still think that Storm is slowly coming along. I just feel at the moment, though, that Charlotte is the is the woman on SmackDown, and I don't think they have any plans of her losing the title belt anytime soon before WrestleMania. Yeah, and... Charlotte Flair is the cream of the crop. Um, you know, she she just gets it. She's been in the business forever. She's the longest tenure champion. I just can't see newly acquired Tony Storm, who's been great from the NXT, in the NXT, uh, done a good job up here so far. I really like her. She's a very cute woman. But at the same time, just too new, not the right, you know, not the right, not the right era, um, and I don't want to say era, but not the right setting for this one. And I think she'll come up short at the end of the day because she did win uh, her tag match where she actually pinned Charlotte. So usually when that happens to me, we're not going to get there. So I won't give her any shot. Um, in fact, if she does, I'll I'll do something. I'll, I'll I'll buy the WWE item for any fan that posts on her Twitter out there if she does lose and. So be it, but I'm not going to, I don't see it happening. That's all we need to go on that. Another storyline on SmackDown that we are following is um, Shinsuke Nakamura actually was back and it looks like we're going to get him to see who he'll go up against in the future with a 12 man. uh, What is that called? Gauntlet match. They call it right. So that's going to be the plan to see who goes up against him. Guys like Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Jinder Mahal. Um, God, it's a, it's a pretty long list. Uh, Shanky's on that. Uh, by the way, he's big to see in person. He Everyone was calling Shanky Jinder's uh, partner the knockoff Walmart version of Roman Reigns because he kind of has like the all black and he's big with the long black hair. It's just, it was, that was pretty funny. I can't lie. Um, also, the UFC fighter, the woman who just won the belt was at the show. Uh, she was sitting right behind Pat McAfee, so that was awesome as well. But Cleveland, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the full 12 men in the card. I named a few of them. Who would you like to see try to dethrone Shinsuke Nakamura in the near future? Um, so there, uh, let me look real quick. I mean, I you, you could go plenty of good options, a lot of good veterans. Uh, would you be able to – can you go names real quick? Uh, I didn't kind of pitch No, no, yeah. I'll give I mean, you Corbin. I'm pretty sure Corbin is in it. He is in it. Okay, okay, okay. And I've been preaching about Sheamus is in it. Cesaro's in it. Okay. Sheamus, Cesaro. Ridgeland. Um, Ricochet, we mentioned Sami Zayn a couple of times. Uh, Shansky, uh, Shanky and Jinder. 
Well, I mean, you don't have to keep going because from the sounds, you just named the first couple names sound good, and then it just so uh, I would probably go. I've been talking about Corbin needs the belt for a while, and I think he deserves it, especially from going from unhappy Corbin to happy Corbin. Very successful. You know what though? I gotta go. Ch- I gotta check this out really quick, why? Because I'm actually not sure if he is in that. Let me check really quick, okay. right? While we do that, though, uh, Cleve, give me something in terms of the uh, – let's see. We're, uh, we're all over the place here, but I'm going to give this preview here before we go anywhere else. Um, as we move on, though, and keep talking about other wrestling, give me something you liked from Raw last night. Oh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory is uh, him and Finn Balor put on a phenomenal match last night. Finn got the win. It is always nice to see Balor pick up wins because sometimes you rarely see it. But uh, I just like seeing this kid develop. Uh, like we, I talk about for weeks now, he has the potential to be a future world's champion. And he let the match slip yesterday. He got a little cocky and it backfired on him. So. This is a lesson he will learn, but I really enjoyed that match between him and Finn Balor. Yeah, and then didn't he beat up Balor? Yeah, the, on the I episode. Believe, yeah, the uh, I believe so. He did. He he took him out during an interview, and really quickly before we deep dive into Raw, because I want to, uh, as we're doing a shorter but sweet episode tonight. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. To all we will be bringing you live YouTube next week from the boys. We're in the swing of things as we get closer to Rumble season. Here is the men that were fully in that match. I'm going to restart because I mumbled way too much earlier. Drew Gulak, Mansoor, Eric, Ivar, Shanky, Jinder, Sheamus, Cesaro, Angel, Garza, Umberto Carrillo, uh, Sami Zayn, as we mentioned a lot, and Ricochet. So pretty much it looks like it's going to come down to Zayn, Ricochet, Jinder, Sheamus, Cesaro. If you had to ask me. And we got to remember, Shinsuke's a face. Man, what happened to Angel guys? I seemed like they was very high on He's him. in a tag team with Umberto. They win. Yeah, I mean, but, amount. you know, as a singles competitor, I remember he came around. It was so much excitement about him. I liked him. He had a cool finisher. And you just hear his name just it's like uh, you just name the three guys that possibly could win it. But I'll go Sheamus if I'm being honest. I just Ricochet is good. But bad choice. They don't believe in Ricochet enough to make him contend for a title. And they usually go face versus heel instead of face versus face. So Right. And I was going to go heel since you took one of them. I'm between, in my eyes, gender. I'll throw Shanky in there, and I'll throw Sami Zayn. If I had to pick out of those three, uh, you know, I'm not going to give a prediction because I did already see it, and I could pretend to make up somebody who I think will win, but that wouldn't be fair to anyone. So I'm just going to say if I think it comes down to all those, about six of them, because Drew Gulak, Mansoor, it's like, those are fillers right there, unfortunately. Uh, but what are you going to do when you have a 12-man? I'm looking forward to it. Match, you're going to have a lot of intensity with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the middle of the ring. Uh, sticking with Raw, though, that we were just talking about, you said you love the 
Austin Theory, we all know he's getting a big push. Vince McMahon continues to be on Monday Night Raw and is very pleased. Um, otherwise, to me, he wouldn't be on the damn show, especially around this time, holiday season. You'd think he'd be doing other things, but that's not the case. Um, a few things that happen on Raw. Um, Miz and Maurice play a joke on Edge that gets him into trouble, so that feud uh, continues to prolong itself. Dolph Ziggler now has a championship shot at Damian Priest, which I think is two phenomenal talents right there. That will be fun. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Queen Selena, and I mean, it was quick, like start the match, end the match type win. Uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan exchange words as we're going to get another rematch of that at day one. Randy Orton defeats Chad Gable, which good. I'm always happy when Randy wins. Uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio defeat AJ Styles and Omas, and AJ and Omas are breaking up. And Omas said, the next time I see you is in the ring. Cleveland, we've been waiting for this breakup. We got a big one on SmackDown now, a big one on Raw. What are your thoughts now that we're actually here? I love it. Uh, we've been calling it for a while. That would be, it was a slow burn, and we all thought it would be some people thought it'll end very quick, but also I always said that let's give it time. Let's get almost comfortable in the ring. And it seems like he is getting comfortable in the ring. Um, he won that battle royal at Survivor Series. Royal Rumble is coming up, you know, put momentum behind him. And who's who? I mean, what's a better guy to feud with than AJ Styles, who a lot of people consider one of the best wrestlers in the world? So I really like it. It's a it's a test for almost to see, does he have it? Can he stand on his own? So this will be very interesting to follow. Oh, well, and I'm excited for it. You have, for the first time, really, you'll have almost on his own fully doing things. You know, I'm, we needed this. I want AJ Styles to be a singles character again. And I kind of want to see where Omos goes with this. If, to me, he goes well against AJ Styles, like I said, Heard rumors of an Undertaker possibility. Heard other rumors. I mean, plenty of big guys out there. Maybe we get big bad Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Who knows where the the options are endless when you have um, a guy that big. He really could do many things if he's much more talented than the former big guy, Great Kali, who made a Hall of Fame career out of a chop with bad legs. That being said, um, other things that we are, I mentioned most of them. We talked about Finn Balor and Austin Theory, a thumbs up there. Bianca Belair and Dewdrop, that's a thumbs down. I don't know what it is, but those two, when they fight, I don't care how good it is in the ring, I can't watch too much of it. Um, but if I'm going to talk about anything more, I'm going to talk about Miz, Edge, and Maurice. Cleveland, it was for, the, for those who didn't see, it was funny. I'll set the scene. The Ed, cutting Edge was back where he has Maurice as a guest, and Maurice is complaining that, you know, the Miz never lets her do anything. It's always his way or the highway. And Edge goes, I know you're just setting me up. Miz is going to come out. Well, next thing you know, he's looking one way. Miz comes the other. Bam, finisher. Maurice and Miz start laughing, kiss, and walk off. And Edge is yet again in back-to-back -back episodes tricked by the Miz. Uh, no, Not a prediction show. Remember, we got that next week, but – do you see any that they get more heated with each other? Are we going to get a mixed tag or stipulation match in this? Or are we just going to get a normal one-on-one, -on -one, you think? Uh, 
I think it's a little too early to tell, but it seems 50-50. We might get an intergender tag team match. We haven't had that in a very long time. But if you bring Beth Phoenix back in the fold, I think that would be a smart decision to see. So if the Miz try, let's just say, you know, Miz and Maurice try to fool Edge again next week, maybe Beth Phoenix shows up. If she does show up, then I do believe we will see a mixed tag team matches between the Miz and Maurice Beth Phoenix and Edge at day one. Yes, yes. and we could we agree, agree that we're all ready to see that. Just like I think we are ready for Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler. What are your thoughts on that championship title match? Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm gonna be cheering for Dolph. I honestly am cheering for Dolph, too. Uh, Dolph is very underrated in the ring. A lot of people don't give Dolph Ziggler the credit that he deserves. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He's great on the mic. He should be in singles competition, him and Bobby Roode. I love the Dirty Dogs, but I think it's time to break them up. And <clears throat> Damian Priest um, just doesn't seem like he's hitting it with the United States champion. Um, I had a friend. Really? You think so? I just, you know. I just feel like with the United States champion, it just seems like they could never get the belt right on a certain person. I had a friend, Paul, text me the other day, and he felt that they should retire the IC and United States champion. I said that was a little far, but I just feel like they haven't generated enough excitement for the middle card as they would do for the upper card. Agreed. Agreed. Tag team division. The tag team division has picked up really good. We'll probably talk about RK Bro and their feud after this, but Every other division but the middle card seems to be moving up. So maybe new champions could bring new rivalries, new attention, but something has to happen because people aren't interested in the United States or Intercontinental Champion as they used to be. And that is definitely a fact. I mean, it, it, you just see it week to week. You know, the big, uh, we all know, you know, getting to it now, the main event where. Uh, we have Big E, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens going at it, and you start to see Seth and Kevin more teaming up, and bi- that forces more Big E and Bobby's hand on the other side. But at the end of the day, they're all four against each other. Nobody can trust anybody, uh, but they could they could move that storyline. They can keep pushing it. Uh, it's been harder, especially for the Intercontinental Championship. It's crazy how long Shinsuke's had it for the title defenses he's had. It's mostly been Ricky Boobs mixed match tag match you know which is fine but by god put the belt on there once in a while and then the united states championship i thought it had a lot of steam with sheamus and damian priest is doing pretty good at it but he's been champion for a bit now and i think we're time to get dolph ziggler because i could think as a heel could turn that belt notch back up to where it needs to be so that is why i am rooting for him there and you know we will see what happens doesn't mean i'll who you root for is always going to win, sadly, but we can hope for the best. Uh, let's talk about it, though, real quick, since I did mention it. We're getting to, you know, will Big E not be the champion any longer? It, it's hard to tell at this point who has the upper hand. My opinion a couple weeks back was that I want a Big E or Owens to win it, not Rollins or Lashley. I think I'm still going to stick with that statement. And Cleveland, before I get to your opinion on that statement, I also want you to be thinking about one woman wrestler that next year you want um, 
or I'm sorry, that this year you want to give a Christmas gift to, you think she was deserved it, and one male wrestler, and that means you can give it to them for a moment, you can give it to them for a um, you know, a title win, you can give it for, to them for a storyline promo, it could be anything, but be looking to give one male, one female Christmas gift for this season, holiday season, and I will do the same. But that being said, do you agree with my statement of you only want Biggie or Kevin Owens to win, or you're like, Joe, come on, you got to throw my guy Bobby in there, or maybe even Seth? Um, honestly, Joe, I think this is the very – I was saying a, a while that you have a match with four guys that you really can't pinpoint who will walk out as champion. Um, Biggie's not that big of a favorite in this match, especially adding Bobby Lashley, another factor, another former champion. Um, I think it's 25 all around. Either guy could walk out of day one as champion. You can make an argument for either guy in the match. Um, I'm a huge Seth fan, Bobby fan, but, you know, I just can't call this one right now. It's 25% to me, each guy. I'm all for I mean, that... I'm pretty much in agreement on that because, you know, they are all so different, um, and but they're all so unique and talented at the same time. As the Washington football team goes in for the touchdown and ends my fantasy season, son of a – anyways, I like any of them as a wrestler with their character. I just personally hope it's Kevin Owens or Big E. Won't lose sleep if it's the other two, just not my preference. Um, moving on real quick, I did want to, uh, now that we're talking about, cause for the people who don't get to always watch NXT and AEW, I wanted to mention really quick what's going on there. Actually, if you have the chance to tune into NXT and if you have it, you can find it on Peacock. Um, AJ Styles is on it. He confronts Grayson Waller and also Matt Riddle is on it as he continues his adventures with the tag team called MSK. So. Uh, there's a Pete Dunn match as well. Uh, Dexter Loomis fights uh, Trick Williams, and the card goes on. So not a bad time to catch up if you have some holiday time. I recommend checking it out, as I will be doing it probably live. Uh, and then also, on the AEW side of things, their holiday bash match card, which is December 22nd, Wednesday night. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole, two great wrestlers. There you go, Orange Cassidy. Uh, MJF teams up with Revival, now known as FTR, versus CM Punk, Darby Allen, and Sting. That will be a good match. And then there's a women's TBS Championship Tournament semifinal match because we got to remember they're still trying to figure out their first champion there. And uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Tony Giovanni host a Christmas party. So, and then Malachi Matt Black has a match. So there's a lot of good action in both NXT and AEW. If I had to pick one um, one thing from each card, I would definitely say, you know, check out the CM Punk, Darby Allen, Sting versus MJF and FTR match. You, these guys, older guys are best in the tag team action. That's where you want to see them. They can pull out some big moves, not have to lose a lot of energy, and rotate, which is awesome. And then on the NXT side of things, Always good to see Pete Dunn in the ring, I suggest. Uh, Cleveland, anything on the two cards, any name you heard uh, that struck your mind, any title, anything at all? Um, 
I know we talked about AJ Styles was supposed to be making an appearance tonight on NXT, and I find that very interesting. Uh, maybe after his feud with almost, um, if they do it right away, who uh, wouldn't see nothing wrong with AJ Styles going down to NXT and challenging the younger guys, building the younger guys up. Um, you know, he'll he'll be free of his current feud with almost, so you can sort of put him anywhere, but. I, I would just like to see AJ Styles in NXT. Maybe, you know, work a few matches with Pete Dunne and other young names to sort of build them up and get them ready for the main roster. I like that thought as I I think the dog agrees too. So that's a good, definitely a good thing there. Um, as we have fun this episode again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's gonna It's a good time of year. Hopefully everybody gets a couple of days off. I get the I get the next couple of Fridays off, which is nice. Uh, Cleveland, how about yourself? You got any off time coming here? Uh, well, I got to work Christmas seven to three, but you know, I go home that night and I'm off Sunday, so you know, somewhat off. And uh, I hope you enjoy. It. As you know, COVID's been a son of a gun. It's again, you know, I it's not you're not hearing about a lot of too many bad things happening to people, but so many people have it. It's starting to ruin people's plans. We had a couple of Brett's roommate, actually Billy G got it COVID. So, I mean, it's like that, that makes it tough when you're trying to have, you know, a gathering around the holiday time, but we will move on there. And I'm going to start, uh, we talked about earlier, I'm going to give a Christmas gift to a male and female wrestler. And then next week, Cleveland do new year's. We're going to talk the future of who we want to see have a rot, like a killer year. Uh, I already got my woman, but I won't say it now. I'm going to give my female Christmas gift of the year. And actually, I didn't choose the obvious answer on this one. I wasn't going with Becky Lynch or Charlotte, the current champions. Decorated stars, very worthy, if so. Uh, I also didn't go Bianca Belair. I could have gave her the award. But I just didn't want to go obvious here because I went obvious on the other side. Now you're thinking, okay, if I'm not giving it to those three, who am I giving it to? I'll tell you who I'm giving it to, and it's a girl that hasn't been on for a little while, but she was killer in the first six months, and that's Bailey. I think her heel run was fantastic. She was annoying. She was bitter. She was cold. She did a great job at it. During COVID, she did a lot of help, even pre-2020, going into 2020. Like I said, I know it's been a while, but she really did a lot of good things, and especially early on in uh, January, February. I go back to those times sometimes and, you know, I'm like, I want to give her kudos because I feel like I didn't give it to her last year. So I'm giving it to her this year, even though she's had a lot of time off, she still was a big piece in a lot of storylines that continued with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And then my male, and then I'll let Cleveland go is <laughs> head of the table, Roman Reigns. I'm not going to go anywhere else on this one. I had that's why I gave the obvious, the not obvious woman choice because I, I wanted to give Cleveland more options there because I'm taking Roman. He's been the head of the table. He's the best in the business. He when he comes out, you it just feels different. When his storylines hit, things just happen and everybody's always watching. I had a lady in line stop me saying, Is Roman Reigns or John Cena here? I need to see one of them. They're both hot. I go, no. No John Cena, but you're going to get Roman Reigns. And it happened like melted. Like, so somebody who just you could tell was there for a, a sibling or, you know, husband, kids, whatever. Everybody wants to see Roman Reigns. 
And that's my Christmas gifts. Merry Christmas to Bailey and Roman. Cleveland, let's hear it. Um, first one is going to have to be to Liv Morgan. Um, she has had a phenomenal second half of the year. Sort of came out of nowhere. I've always talked about how far she came as a wrestler. To now see her in the top feud for the Raw Women's Champion with a lot of momentum on her side. Uh, that was a great little piece they did at the training where you sent through the group chat where she tries to sneak one on Becky. That was a great little add to their feud, but definitely Liv Morgan for my who I my Christmas. Now the man, um, I hate you, Joe. You took Roman. That was literally the guy I was finna preach. I had a whole hey, and you could still give half of it to him. I'm just asking you to give a little bit to somebody else. Um a lot has happened this year, so I'm gonna go. Let's go RK, bro. Um, let's be honest. That's a good one. When they first came together, we just thought it was sort of a tag team just to feel time for both guys. Um, a lot of people were waiting on Randy Jordan the RKO. Matt Riddler set up this big feud, but they have slowly became the best thing about Monday Night Raw at the moment. They brought relevance to the tag team division, which for the longest time was just, it sucked. No one... Wanted to see tag matches. They didn't get the time with or anything like that. It wasn't no com. It was no commitment to the tag team division. But now RK Bro holds the belts. You see better matches. You see tag teams like the um, Alpha Academy. You know, possibly contending for the champions. So RK Bro to me has been the best thing on Raw, and that was be my Merry Christmas to them. I love it. Those are great choices all the way around. Um, as we get to an end here, you know, I just want to say, as me and Cleveland both, though, we always, you know, we're thankful for the people that listen. Um, you know, we're not in this, uh, you know, to go big time. We're not going to make millions of bucks out of this. We love talking wrestling. It gets us to, to communicate and, uh, you know, share it with you guys. So we always are much appreciated for that. Hopefully everyone can stay safe. As we just mentioned, you know, with, between COVID, between everything else you got to deal with, with personal health issues and, uh, you know, travel. I just hope everyone safe has a Merry Christmas. And uh, Cleveland, give us your final thought before we head out of here tonight, my man. Uh, like Joe said, just want to wish everybody a happy holiday. Um, you know what? And, and since it is the holiday season, Myron, I will not say the Giants suck. Wow, what a guy. You guys have three more weeks until the season is over. I know you're excited about that. So happy to be at the bottom of the division. Can't move off easily. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you to all our listeners and followers. Oh, most definitely they are most important to us. And if you hit and go on Twitter and vote Big E in the latest match, that he has on the Cleveland Me Twitter. If not, you know where it is at Cleveland Me on Twitter. Do not, do not be a stranger there, as we always got a lot going on. That's where we give you all our updates and all that good stuff on what's going to happen in the show. But, you know, hey, we got a lot of stuff to do. We're busy as well this time of year. And that for that being said, He's Cleve. I'm me. God bless. Be safe. Merry Christmas. And we will see y'all next week for the live YouTube episode previewing the match card for day one.